You are listening to the Mindset Mama Podcast, hosted by me, Tiffany Wynn. I'm a wife, mom, and mindset coach that is obsessed with helping moms free themselves of guilt, up-level their momfidence, and unlock their inner mama sparkle. Each week, me and my special guests are coming to you with tips and tools to help you step into your power and become the mom that you have always dreamed to be. Are you ready to unleash your mama superpowers? If yes, then let's go. All right. Hello, mamas. Welcome to episode number 13 of the Mindset Mama podcast. Um, I'm super excited for today's episode. We have another amazing special guest with us. We have Krista Bowman Ruth with us today, and we're going to be chatting all things mom life and one topic that I have been getting so many requests um, to talk about, which is postpartum depression and something that I think is it's so taboo almost um, to talk about, and it really should not be that way. So I want to break that standard and make it okay to talk about, make it a, a subject that is comfortable for us mamas to share about, and I'm so excited to dive in. So without further ado, this is Krista. She is a wife and a mama to the cutest little boy, and she's going to talk to us about her mom life and um, how she. Um, you know, just became a mom and all that good stuff. And then we'll dive right in to the juicy stuff. Hi, Krista. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Um, so basically my motherhood journey started 18 months ago. Um, I have a little boy, actually 19 months ago, he just turned 19 months and, um, his name is Sebastian and he's just like the cutest little, he's like my little sidekick. I love him so much. But like getting to motherhood was a struggle for us uh, to begin with because I have PCOS. So um, it took us uh, 18 months to finally get to him and um, five rounds of infertility drugs. I had to give myself shots in the stomach, a couple IUIs, but he's here and, uh, and we made it. So yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I... So I wasn't um, up to date on that part of this. Do you mind talking to us a little bit about that, that your infertility struggles and how that kind of affected your start off to motherhood? Yeah, it was, it was tough. I mean, I, we initially trying to have a baby, I think when I was 26 and I didn't give birth until I was 28 and I didn't know that I had PCOS. I knew that things weren't right throughout the years growing up, but I didn't didn't know what it was. I just thought things were just irregular, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, when we just weren't getting pregnant, trying the, you know, the old fashioned way, doctor was like, Hmm, let's see what it is. And then she finally told me, Oh yeah, you have PCOS. And I was thinking like, I've been seeing you since I was 21. And at no point did you know before now that I had it. And she just said that like, we don't test for it unless like we're really looking for it. So that was kind of like a shock and it turns out it's hereditary. And I think my mom had it with me. I think that several of my aunts had it and, um, and there's other symptoms as well as that don't, that aren't just 
infertility that right. come along with PCOS. And I, I feel like I see that in my other family members. And wow. so I just think it's something that's in my family. And um, it's kind of scary for me because if I ever have a daughter, like it could be something that I pass to her. And that's like, like, I wouldn't want that, you know, yeah. but at least I guess now we know what to look for and what to do in the future if anything were to happen. Um, but um, getting pregnant took, like I said, we did five rounds of infertility medication. So I did three uh, with my gynecologist and then they didn't work and she kicked me over to a specialist. And with her, I feel like everything changed. We were able to get pregnant pretty quickly after we started with her. So wow, um, that, you know, that was like a really tough time. Cause at that point I was watching all of my friends have their mm -hmm. first children and I just wasn't getting and and it was, it was a little bit devastating because it felt like every other day it was a new announcement and it just wasn't yes. happening for me. And I was so upset. And now, like, I feel like everyone's pregnant around me. It's funny, like, when you're trying to get pregnant, you notice everyone who's yes. pregnant. But the <laughs> difference this time around is everyone around me, I feel like, especially, like, in the YouTube community and stuff, is pregnant. But it's not bothering me this go round because I have my baby. So I'm like, Oh, I know what to do this time to get pregnant when the time yes. comes to get there. You know what I mean? But yes. it's definitely stressful. And then like, once you actually get pregnant, finally, then you have like nine, 10 months really of stressing to just make sure you get to the finish line yes. because you've just spent all this time trying and trying. And sometimes like it can cost thousands of dollars mm -hmm. to get, you know, pregnant. I know women who have been in my situation or other situations with infertility understand, you know, and, and you just panic the entire time because you just want your baby to get here so you can cross into motherhood. Yes. You know? And so, um, but yeah, we did it. And I mean, I had a great pregnancy, a great delivery. I, I would do it again if I had the same exact well, I plan to do it again regardless, yes. but I, I definitely, <laughs> yeah. I would definitely do it over and over and over again if I could have the exact same pregnancy, same labor and delivery. Cause it was, it was flawless really. It was so good. So that's, it was the great. after part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think is so um, important for moms to like speak out about, especially like just the different ebbs and flows through, mm -hmm. you know, our motherhood journeys. Like sometimes we think like once we're pregnant, like that's where it starts, but there's like so much beforehand and then the middle. And then like, there's just so many pieces and it looks so different for everyone. And it kind of seems like there's been like this standard model that like we've been fed since we were like little girls of like what it looks like to become a mom. And that's just yeah. not reality for so no. many of us. And it's like, and that's kind of why I'm doing this is because I think it's so important that moms see that like there is no norm. Like there is not yeah. a normal start to like becoming a mom. There's not a normal pregnancy. There's not a normal delivery even. Like I was so prepared to go in and have like my unmedicated natural birth and ended up with a C-section. Your birth plan, exactly. Yes, and I'm like, that's not how it was supposed to work. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, it looks so different for everyone. And so yeah. I, I really love that you like have this story of like it starting off rocky, then having like a great smooth pregnancy and delivery. And so now let's talk about like what happened after you delivered and your journey with postpartum depression. Yeah. So it's funny because I'd, I'd heard about postpartum depression before, but mostly mm -hmm. on 
like the news, like when a celebrity had postpartum depression. Right, yeah. I didn't really know anyone who had it. And the woman who I knew who claimed she had it, I'm not yeah. 100% sure if she did. I There was some other things going on there. And I think she used that as an excuse. So that was really my only experience with hearing about postpartum. And, and, and so I thought it wasn't really a, even a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I never researched it. I, by nature, not a depressed or an anxious part. Well, I'm a little anxious, but like, I, like where it's like anxiety on your life type of person. I had never been that. So like I said, like everything had gone smoothly. We were in the hospital after giving birth. Everything was great. And I immediately stopped sleeping. Like that was probably the first thing I noticed. It was right after I'd given birth and I could not go to sleep that night. And I just figured it was the adrenaline, you know, mm-hmm. of just giving birth. Like, wow, I'm a mom, my gosh. And, um, and my delivery was very fast. So I didn't have any time to really process what was going on. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even push him. He slid out on his own. That's how fast he came into the world. So there was no like, okay, this is happening. It was just like one minute he wasn't here and next minute he was. And so I didn't sleep. And after like two days of no, no sleep at all, they had to give me a sleeping pill in the hospital because they were like, this isn't, you need to, you need to be getting rest and stuff. And so I remember like I had friends telling me like, oh, um, the first night home is going to be the hardest one. But after you get over that, like you'll be good. And I remember like we brought him home. It was the first we had, we brought him home early in the afternoon. I'll never forget. It was the day of the eclipse uh, in 2017. Oh, yes, yes. Hospital early so that I could get home before it got dark in the middle of the day. And I looked at my husband and everyone says the first night is the hardest. I was like, we have, this is smooth sailing. It didn't <laughs> dawn on me that like the nurses taking care of him in the hospital is why it felt so easy. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh, people don't know what they're talking about. got this. No. Oh my gosh. All I think postpartum or not, the first night is just going to be the hardest when you when it's your very first child, especially because you just don't know what you're doing at that point. And we struggled with breastfeeding from the very first last after I delivered him. Like it was never just perfect. And yes. I think that was I think that the struggle with the breastfeeding is what sent me over the edge. And mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't know that babies lose weight leaving the hospital. And so when we took him to his first appointment with the pediatrician on a Monday, we brought him home on a Saturday, took him on Monday. Um, I mean, on a, we brought him on Sunday, took him on Monday. And she was like, oh my gosh, he's losing weight too rapidly. You need to be pumping, pumping every two hours. He needs to be eating. And she goes, it doesn't matter what time he finished, you need to be feeding him again. And so instantly it was like, okay, feeding every two hours, pumping, 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 pumping. I pumped almost a thousand hours within four or hours, ounces within four days. Wow. And it became this like, like this psychotic thing for me. Like he needs to be eating. He needs uh-huh. to be eating. Like this deep hole of I'm not feeding my baby. I'm not feeding my baby. He's starving because he's underweight. And I think that that is where it all began. And I was realizing that he wasn't latching great, but he also was getting something and I was trying to force feed him every two hours, like she told me to. Mm-hmm. And, and so when he wouldn't latch, I thought it was my fault and things, it was just getting bad. Cause I'm thinking, okay, he's starving one minute or he's too full. And mind you, I'm still not sleeping at this point. Um, we are up in the middle of the night cause I'm engorged. And it was just, it, it was bad from day one of bringing him home. 
and I was just crying every day, yeah. all day long, just crying. And I didn't tell anyone. And when people would come to visit him, like I would put my makeup on and put my hair up and say, welcome, <laughs> this is my baby, you know, and I would have him laying there and how are you? I am perfect. Motherhood is fantastic. Meanwhile, I'm like dying on the inside. Like this is the worst. And I think mine stemmed from well, it's all hormonal, but I think mine truly stemmed from not being able to get my mind wrapped around like the, the feeding. Mm-hmm. And it became so bad that like when the, when the sun would go down and night time would come, I would be on the couch like shaking because of the anxiety and the thought of having to feed him in the middle of the night and wow. have to take care of him in the middle of the night and do all of these things that I don't know how to do. And, and it just... I, down a horrible, horrible, dark path. And for four weeks, I didn't say anything to anyone about how I was feeling at all. And Brandon, my husband, I could tell like he didn't know what to do about me or, and he couldn't help with the baby as far as feedings go at Mm -hmm. that point. And, and so he, he was just kind of at a loss and I felt like I was by myself and I was by myself during the day when my husband went to work. But, um, I just felt like in my mind, I felt like I was all alone on this island and I was putting up a front that everything was fine to the people who could have even helped me through it. And um, yeah, for four weeks, it was bad. It was so, so bad. And I wasn't sleeping and I was crying. I mean, the crying was on another level. I feel like that's something people don't tell moms when you first have a baby. Postpartum or not, you're going to cry. Like it's just, (laughs) it's normal. You're going to not mean you have postpartum. But like my crying, if normal crying is here, mine was like all the way up, like out here. It was, wow. I was crying for hours at a time, just like, like sobbing. It was so bad. Before we continue, I just had to ask, are you in the Mindset Mama Facebook group? If you're not, what are you even doing with your life, girlfriend? The Mindset Mama Facebook group is an incredible place to interact and engage with other like-minded mamas and me. We record every episode for the Mindset Mama inside of this group. So yes, you are getting a behind the scenes, real and raw look at every episode before it is even ever uploaded. So you are kind of VIP if you're inside of the Mindset Mama. You are also able to interact and engage while we're recording so you can ask questions and I might even use one of your questions to ask the interviewers sometimes. So if you want to join us, make sure you go to facebook.com backslash groups backslash the mindset mama to join us. And I'll see you inside. And I remember the, my four week um, appointment with my doctor. She was like, um, she looked at everything and I had to get stitches at that and everything was good. And then she was, who are you? And when she said that, I just was like, I'm fine. Oh, and I just yeah. like whole like everything's good, but I'm bawling in front of her. And she let me finish. And then she was like, okay, well, what's happening right now is not normal, but I can help you if you let me. And I was like, I don't need your help. I'm fine. You know, just losing it in front of her. But really, in my mind, people who needed help, like I said, 
were the ones who I categorized as like people who had experienced depression in the past or anxiety in the past. And I didn't lump myself into that category because that just wasn't who I was prior to having a baby. And so I was like, I don't need that. And she goes, well, you know, there's therapy and then there's medication. I think you would benefit from one or the other. And I think medication would be faster. And I was like, I don't need medication because antidepressants and there's a whole about that and Mm -hmm. it's wrong with it if you need them, you know, and, but in my mind back then, I just couldn't see that. And so she goes, well, I'm going to put them here in your chart as when you're ready to take them, you can call and we'll set that up. Yeah. And I was like, I'm good. I'm good. And I I left really upset and offended that she Mm -hmm. thought that I needed antidepressants. Like who, how could you think that about me? Cause at this point I recognize something is wrong with me, but like it couldn't have been postpartum depression, you know, in right. my mind. So, um, I went home and I called my mom and she's like, well, I kind of think you do need them too, but uh-huh. you know, and I got mad at her too. And I like got <laughs> off the phone. I was mad at everyone because yes. everyone was wrong about me, you know? Yes. But crying is normal. Everyone cries. Like, but it, what I was, the behaviors that I had been displaying with the shaking and the crying and the not wanting to be around my baby and not wanting to feed him because it made me feel bad versus it if it makes me feel bad feed the baby you know and right all of these things I just could not wrap my mind around them being something that was a part of postpartum because and 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 truthfully I I really didn't think I had it because no one had explained that it can manifest in so many different ways and I think that that's really important for women when you give birth it does not look like the same thing for every woman. So yes. with me, mine, and the doctor told me it can be brought on by other things. It's all hormonal, but like right. your catalyst of it taking you down that dark rabbit hole, um, can be brought on by literally nothing or something like not sleeping enough or right. having a trouble, hard time breastfeeding, or the fact that like now your husband has to go back to work and you're still at home alone on maternity leave or the thought that like, you have always worked and now if, if you're a working mom and now work and the fear of what's going to happen with your business or your job while you're gone kind of thing, like that can send you over the edge and send you down a dark path. And so I ended up calling after I cried, after speaking to my mom, I called back to the doctor and I said, okay, I, tell me if I needed to call for my medicine, I could have it. <laughs> and, so she goes, <laughs> and she said, are you crying? And I was like, Yes, I need my medicine. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And like, not long after that, I got a text from CVS and I went and I took it. I had to write it down so they could tell you guys. So it was four weeks of undiagnosed postpartum, eight weeks of feeling horrible total that I recognized, um, three months of medication. And I know that she initially wanted to take it for six months, but by the third month, well, so by the second day of taking it, cause you have to like, I took, um, Zoloft and mm-hmm. I know that there's different things for everyone, but they have you dose up. So I took a half dose the first day and a half dose the second day, which is really just dose by the second day. And that was the first day that I didn't cry two days wow. on it. And I was like, huh, I didn't cry. Feel good. But yeah. I still didn't cry. And as the weeks went on, things like the clouds started to lift a little bit more yes. and it's, it wasn't like an immediate like you're good now but it was just like the weight of the world is no longer on me and I think the most shocking part of the entire thing was is when I started to tell the people closest to me 
happening. And by then, all of my friends had had at least one kid. They were all like, oh, yeah, I same thing happened to me. I was on it, too. And I was yes. like, are you kidding me? Like, you, what? Like, nobody. I knew at least six people who experienced similar situations as me, but never once said anything until I told them. And I get it. I wasn't a mom, so maybe you don't discuss that with non-mom friends. But just to have been so close to me and no one had ever said anything. And that like really, like that was what made me want to do things like this. Talk yes. to you about postpartum and do, and I talked about it on my YouTube channel and talk about it to really anyone who wants to listen because it's so common and I didn't know that. And your best friend could have taken something and, and you would have no idea because a lot of women are ashamed. Yes. And and this is to me the most important thing with postpartum is get it treated it doesn't matter how you get it treated but you can take a medication or you can see a therapist or do something but with yes. postpartum it can go away but before it goes away on its own it will probably get a lot worse if you don't yes. do something. yourself through it with somebody or to take a medication that can do it for you and it can get worse and it can get dangerous if you're not careful mm -hmm. and that's why I feel the need to share my story because you have to seek some sort of treatment if you're, if you have postpartum and it doesn't have to be medicine, but talk about it with someone who's licensed. You know what I mean? Yes. And that help. Mm -hmm. That is so important. And I love that you are not like afraid or ashamed to like speak out about it because it is things like this that that mom is going to hear randomly one day and be like, wow, like, okay, I, I know this. And when I had my daughter, I knew like I had heard about postpartum depression similarly. And like, I remember like during one of my appointments, like maybe when I was like 36 or 38 weeks, like closer to the end, my doctor like brought it up. Like, you know, if you start to feel like this after you have the baby, you need to let us know. But there was never really like a like, this is what it is. This is what it look can look like. Like, this is how you might feel like here's some symptoms. Like it's, you don't get in, like, there's nothing like nothing. that. Nothing. No one there's tells nothing you. like that. Mm -hmm. No one tells you. And, and then, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like I said earlier, it doesn't look the same for everyone, but there are those like few like right. five symptoms that probably everyone who's going to fall into that category has and it would be right. so nice for a doctor just to say hey if you notice you're crying yes. a lot or if you know your mood is just like you don't want to be around people or you know it, mm. there's things there are like a few things that every woman who has postpartum probably have in common and it would have been so nice just for the doctor to say check yourself or have your husband or your partner, whoever it is, check you for these symptoms because it would have saved us a whole lot of trouble if someone had been looking at me, you know, yes. or you or anyone, I'm sure, you know, but there's, there's just not that. Yes. Yes. That, that guide, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You yes. Know? And so there's that. And then like, I, I love, I love how you also talked about your struggles with breastfeeding because I also struggle with breastfeeding, which sit me down like a really dark, anxious, negative place as well. And like, that's another thing that like, nobody talks to you about. Like everybody makes breastfeeding seem like it's this beautiful, easy, like 
simple thing and it's so natural and your kid is just going to latch on and you're going to produce milk and it's going to be great. And I was like, that's not how it looks for me. Like, what am I doing wrong? And like you said, like, it felt like it was me. And Mm -hmm. like, so there's all these different things that I think contribute, like you said, to the postpartum depression coming on that no one talks about those things either. Nobody talks about, you know, the struggles with breastfeeding and how that can happen. And nobody talks about how like there's going to be times when you're up at night and like, you don't want to be around your kids. It's hard. And like, no one's like, everyone makes it seem like it's so simple and so easy and beautiful. And then it's just going to be so blissful. And like, that's not always the truth. And it doesn't, I it's think it's usually important. the opposite. Yes, exactly. And I think it's so important that we make that like we, and I don't know, like if it's this or like what ways can we make it more aware to like moms that, that, that there's not a norm and like, you might struggle and you might have these things happen and you do need to seek help when those things happen. So like, I feel like there's classes for like everything when you're pregnant, but like, why don't we have a class for like postpartum depression and recognizing those symptoms and, or, you know, even putting that into like the other things, like it, I really just think it needs to be more talked about, you know, more open. I think, um, you know how like they recommend when you are having to have your CPR class, you do a CPR class or you take a breastfeeding class. I think that postpartum should be something that they require or, and if it's not like a legal requirement that doctor's office is at least push for if you're a patient there. Because what would be, what you would rather have is, you know, information and then you don't need to, because everything is fine versus being like most women where you you never heard of it or you you didn't really research it because you didn't think you needed to and then you find yourself in a situation where yes. you wish you had that knowledge and and yes. I I would love that and I think the at this point with us there's only the only way that we can kind of fix it is to continue to just talk yes. about it and try to normalize it because it is common it is so common right. I think it's common then you know it's more likely for people to have it than right. not have it at this point and and there's levels to it and sometimes mm-hmm. years to overcome and sometimes mm-hmm. it can just be a few a few months you know mm-hmm. and but just just discussing it because I to this day I, I know people who um w- like I talked about it on my channel last year and I know a woman reached out to me and said, I saw the video when you put it up and it was nice to see. I watched it. And then she wrote back to me like months later after she had had it, she's like, I rewatched your video and yeah. I felt the exact same way. And she's like, when I first watched it, I didn't care. And, and that's the thing, like you need to be caring about these things at yes. least in a small way, you know, to just know, okay, I need to check myself. Is this something I'm experiencing right now. And if not, yes. cool, I'm good. But if it is, then you can get the help you need. And I mean, it would have just been so helpful if I had more knowledge on it. And maybe that yes. was a, a mistake to not look into it. But I mean, you don't know what you don't, you don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. You just don't know. And like mm-hmm. how you said that you think it's more common. Like I just think about how many people are experiencing, but experiencing it, but then never open their mouths and say anything. And so like they have these statistics, like one in four or whatever, but like, what about all the people who never talk about it? 
Like the people yeah. who never come out about it, like they're not a part of that statistic because they never say they anything. Talk about so, it. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm sure that it is way higher of a statistic than what we see because there are so many moms who struggle in silence. Like you said, how you would put on your face and do your hair and you're like, I'm good. Everything's good. But inside you're like dying. Like that's yeah. the norm for so many people. And like, I just cannot wait until there's a shift and a change. I don't know. Did you see the, um, I know that they're trying to do things. I saw that they have like a new medication that's out mm-hmm. specifically for postpartum. Oh, wow. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. It, but, but it's like not very realistic <laughs> because it's like $34,000. And then, yeah, it's, it's insane. It like just came out. I saw it on like CNN a couple of days ago, but it's like $34,000. And then they require you, it's like it, they do it through an IV and they require you to be in the hospital for 60 hours. And like, as a new mom who already is struggling no with postpartum way. depression, you don't want to go into the hospital for 60 hours away from your kid that you're already like struggling, like feeling like maybe you're having the guilt of, you know, not wanting to be around your kid. And then they're making you go in the hospital for 60 hours by yourself. Like, it's just not a very realistic thing, but, but it just makes me think, okay, they're trying to do something. They're they're recognizing, they're recognizing that it's a problem and they're trying to come up with a solution. This probably is not the best solution, probably not a very realistic solution, but I can see that they're trying and that's like, that's good to see. Yeah. That makes me happy, but uh... Come yeah. On. Yeah. Like $4,000. No yeah. one's for that. Yeah. That's some if people's like entire salary. And then they're like, Absolutely. you know, you're already on maternity leave. And so, so many people are not going to be making income on maternity leave. So it's like, that's just not very realistic at all. <laughs> well, I hope that they can come up with something a lot more affordable and, yes. and helpful. I mean, there are things out there. Um, but it's nice to at least know that they're looking for something that specifically targets that area, you know? Um, Because I know that the medication, I took a Zoloft, but that's not for postpartum. It can just help with depression. So, I mean, it worked for me. But the other thing I do want to mention, I had a Mirena IUD put in Mm -hmm. at six weeks, I think, or eight weeks. Um, And I think it was six weeks. And I don't know if that helped too. It's, it's, it's more yeah. hormones. So it could have possibly helped. It didn't negatively affect it, I guess is right. what I'm saying. But it, yes. it, could have, it could have also helped for me. And the only reason why I even bring that up is because I had it removed um, two months ago and I had a downward shift in my, um, in my hormone for like a week, but not long. Yeah. But, Week, That's I was so like, interesting to hear because I'm going to get yeah. mine taken out today. <laughs> yeah. No, and I and I got it because um. Well, so my the, my reasoning for even getting the IUD put in was the doctor. She she knew what was going on mm-hmm. and she looked at me and she goes, um, "I think you need to be on birth control." And I was like, "I'm not taking a birth control pill ever again in my life." Like <laughs> I've now found out that I have PCOS. I can barely get pregnant as it is. I'm not worried. And she goes, yes. "Well." The way you feel now, you could act, you know, accidentally get pregnant. Yes. You're not broken down there. And she's like, the way you feel now, would you want to add another baby on top of yeah. that? And I was like, nope. Give yeah, me the put ID. it in. I'll take put it, it in. <laughs> and so I got it. And I only planned to have it for about a year because I knew we were going to start trying again. And so um, I got it out in the beginning of 
uh, this past new year mm-hmm. and, right and I was good and was fine and I was I was worried something would happen and then sure enough I started to feel down I, there was one day I didn't get out of bed like except to go downstairs to feed my son and then mm-hmm. I brought him back up and we laid in my bed together all day yeah. and I would go to and we'd come back to bed like it was and I remember calling my husband and my mom and I was like something's not right like this, this yeah. I feel like I postpartum again and I called the doctor and they prescribed me another thing of Zoloft and I yeah. didn't take it because I wanted to see if I could get out of it if right. this was just regulating you know and it did it was fine yeah. and it went away within a, like about a week and a half or so and I didn't have to take it but I would have yeah I if taken you needed it, it. yeah 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 and, um, and I have since spoken to the doctor, like, you know, I'm feeling fine now, but she was like, look, we're going to have a loft on speed dial basically after <laughs> you have your next child. And if, if you're feeling that way again, you know, we can, we can do something. And it doesn't, like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be medication. I had someone ask me the other day, uh, it may have been right around the time you probably saw me talking about postpartum yes. um, on my Instagram stories. Um, somebody asked me, like, why did you choose medication over therapy? She said, I've had postpartum now for over a year and I've been working through it through therapy. And I thought that that was great that she, you know, took therapy because she told me that she was nervous with medications. It's totally normal. Um, but I know for me, I knew that the medication was than sitting yes. and trying to have to talk myself through it with a stranger. And right. there's nothing with therapy. I'm 100% a proponent of sitting down on someone's couch in a therapist's yes. office. I've done it before and yes. I will do it again. Um, but I just knew with the postpartum and having this newborn, like this was the best option. You needed option. something quick. <laughs> exactly. And there was no like negative effect on my baby, you know, for me taking mm-hmm. it and breastfeeding, which is why they offered that particular medication. Right. And I did it and I would do it again 10 times over if, if I found myself in a similar situation, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. If there was one thing that you could leave with our mamas, one suggestion tip, what would it be? Um, I would say try to soak up every moment that you can with your baby. I know I felt like I got robbed from that with the postpartum because I didn't want to be in that situation. I didn't want to be taking care of my baby. Right. Moments because they do go by so fast. I, people say that, oh, they grow up right before your eyes and they really do that newborn stage. It's the hardest stage, but it's also the easiest stage if you look back on it. Yeah. And and it goes by, they are no, no longer newborns, I think after what, three or four months. Yeah. And then six months they're moving. And sometimes between like seven to 12 months, they're already walking and that baby by so fast. So my biggest thing would be to soak that in. And if you find yourself in a situation where you need help from a doctor for postpartum, especially get it because you don't want to be like kind of where I am now where I'm thinking like, man, I missed out on these moments when I could have gotten help sooner and I didn't. Mm. And, um, and yeah, just soak it in and, and accept help if you need it. That's my biggest advice. Yeah. Thank you so much. So where can we find you? Okay. So you guys can find me on my Instagram, which is Krista Bowman. Ruth and then my YouTube channel, Krista Bowman Ruth as well. And over there, I'm just like discussing a bunch of 
it's mommy content, marriage content, like relationships and just things that I'm going through. I share mommy vlogs. So I take you through my day. I'm cooking, I'm cleaning over talking about like my relationship with my husband. And I just try to kind of make it like a positive for moms can go to, you know, feel like watching like some unreal or unrealistic, you know, day in the life. Right. It's like this, I'm a real mom. Yes. Not good here, you know, and and so that's what we're doing over there. So on YouTube and on Instagram, Krista Bowman Ruth. Yay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love, love, love getting to chat with you today. Um, and so make sure you guys go check out Krista on Instagram and YouTube. And we will chat with you Thank guys you later. Thank you so, so, much, so much for tuning in to the Mindset Mama podcast today. I know that as a busy mom, your time is scarce. And for you to turn this podcast on today means the world to me. I hope that this has benefited you and I hope that you've gotten something out of this podcast. And if you have, I would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast and also leave me a review. I love reading your reviews and getting to know what you guys truly love about the Mindset Mama. It would also be amazing if you would screenshot today's episode and share it on your Instagram stories and your Facebook stories and all over your social media. And be sure to tag me in it and let me know what you loved about today's episode. I am so excited to bring you guys even more value every single week as we talk about mom life and how we can rock this thing together. I am excited to be on this journey with you. Thanks so much again for listening to